All right, guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of Coronas and Margaritas podcast. I'm your co-host, Lily. And I'm your other host, Ramon. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We appreciate we appreciate you guys. So um, today, it's, it's going to be a heavy episode. So I just want to give you guys a warning. We're going to be talking about things that we normal people deal with. <laughs> you know, and those are stress anxiety depression and you know our mental health yeah these uh we might get into you know heavy it's very heavy for a lot of people um you know so just a trigger warning for you guys if you don't want to listen to this episode it's fine but um you know just putting that out there yeah guys um i guess if you're not (laughs) in a in a good mood or (laughs) in a good state of mind just I don't, we don't want to give you guys like bad thoughts. We just want to, I guess, entertain you guys with our, our stories or, um, our experiences. Also, I want to clarify, we're not doctors or yeah. address or anything like that. We're not giving any advice whatsoever. This is just what we've experienced. And how we cope with it, you yeah. know, how we dealt with it. So. I mean, what worked for us might not work for everybody. You know, everybody's different. Every situation is different. But we're just going to briefly talk about either people that have dealt with these or how we dealt with them. And I just want to, I guess, hear my host, Lily, talk about her experiences or her stories. So, again, just a trigger warning. And also, just to clarify, we're not telling you to know any of this or, you know. Yeah, guys, we just want to, like, make it clear like we don't want to get backlash. <laughs> Not this safe for full time. All right, guys. Well, enjoy that episode. Yes. All right, Lily. Um. I guess, how do you deal with stress and anxiety? Well, with stress, I'm still trying to figure it out just because I'm not very good with it. I still stress about everything and anything at this point. <laughs> uh, I think it's just, I mean, it may be different for you than for me, but um, I tend to panic a lot when I'm stressed out. Oh, okay. Have you tried doing anything to help you out with your stress have like, you, you found the like the root to it uh i like this sounds so weird but um asmr <laughs> calls me the, asmr yeah so you know like the tappy like scratchy or like you know. all those types of sounds just mellow you down cool you down oh, okay okay that or tea like i'll have like the blood i think it's like passion flower tea Oh, tea? Oh. Okay, okay. But you? Uh, do, okay, so before I, I talk about mine, you don't like watch like comfort shows to relax you or listen to music? Uh, I tried the comfort shows when I was younger. Um, Because when I was younger, it was uh, when I was stressed, it would calm me down. But that, now that I'm older, it's kind of hard. It's not long term. Yeah, because <laughs> when I'm stressed, I'm like, I'm not going to pay attention. Oh, okay. More of like, okay, you gotta like, I think I've noticed that I gotta relax my mind. You know, something that's like making you forget about what's stressing me out. So, like, very 
slow music or like instead of ASMR or tea or you know think of that or something. Okay, okay, good, good. Um, uh, well, for me, I I used to stress out a lot when I was younger. I I think I can remember when I was in my entering my twenties, early twenties. I started to stress. I don't think I was stressed as much in my um in my teenager years. I was kind of just carefree. <laughs> and then once I got out of high school, that's when the the real stress and anxiety started to kick in. And I guess the way I cope with it is I try to find a solution. Yeah. You know, I try to keep myself busy to the point where I'm not overthinking things. So, again, I like sports. So I try to, you know, go outside, you know, just run, jog, play basketball, or even just put on a TV and put on the game. You know, I watch, uh, I watch all types of sports and it just mellows me down. And I realized that you can't, at least for me, I can't be stressed all the time. <laughs> so eventually that stress is just going to go away. It's kind of like with fear, like you you can be scared for so much until you're going to get used to it yeah. and you're not going to get scared. But, but I do, you know, stress here, there, or anxiety. I don't think you just got to cope with it. You know, you, yeah. it's a part of us. Do you know what stress is? Uh, right now, I guess sometimes maybe, uh, like if let's say I'm at work and I have a lot of workload, I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to get everything done on time. So I put that pressure on myself and it stresses me out. Or let's say with my health, it's like, oh man, I, I ate too much today. That's too bad. I start feeling like shit or I didn't go to the gym. I'm like, oh man, I should have gone. Why did I go? I think... For me, it was like you said, I think I was knowing them very differently because um, I think I started stressing after around when I was in seventh grade. Oh, very young. Wow. <laughs> so grade, why? What stressed you out back then? Um, Is it just the teenage years? Is it your home life, school life? Mainly like what was happening now. Huh? But then again, we'll get further into it as we get into the episode. It's another thing I learned as I grow up, you you realize that everybody's going through something. Yeah. And I try to be a positive person, right? So I try to give good energy to everybody because you never know what people are going through. And even if you're having a rough time, like don't put that on others. I you know, that's just a shitty thing to do. Honestly, because for example, me I go to Starbucks a lot. <laughs> you go to Starbucks? <laughs> I go to Starbucks a lot and uh, is it like your comfort drinks or yeah. comfort food? <laughs> but whenever I go, um, every Starbucks that I've gone to, like the four main ones that I've gone to, everyone in there knows, not everyone, but most of the people or at least two or three employees from there know me. And they all say the same thing is that when they remember me because I'm always so nice to them, so polite to them compared to other customers. So they're like, today, uh, the one that was close to where I used to live, it's next to a, a it's like right behind the studio movie room. Yeah, like, the movie theater. Yeah. So um, today I went and keep in mind, I don't go every day to this one. I go maybe like maybe two or three times a week to this one. Um, and then <laughs> I pull up to like to order and the guy's like, hi, Lily. I'm like, oh, I get that. Hey, they keep in track of their clientele, you know? No, I 
I think that goes a long way lately because I feel like if you're a normal uh, customer that goes there every day and you just have good energy, sometimes they might even repay you for your kindness. Sometimes they might tell you, hey, Lily, this is on the house, you know, free drink. I say that to say that I've learned to be nice to people because I personally have been, when I go through things, there's people that I've been um, not the nicest, to put it politely. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't make me feel better, but I know that there's good people out there and that won't, like, be polite about it and they'll be nice. Because, honestly, it's like you say, everyone's going through something and you never know. Um, you know, you never know what someone might be going through. You don't know what's going on that might hurt them if you're not polite. No, I, I get you. I feel like those people... Or number one, they're probably going through something or they're just bad people. You know, they want to bring you down to feel, to feel their ego. You know, if they see someone else have it worse than they do, then that makes them feel better, you know? And I guess for me, just stay away from those people. Surround yourself with good energy, with good friends. And that's another thing. If you have certain friends that they're not helping you grow, or they don't bring something good in your life, cut them off. It's okay. Just cut them off. Honestly. And I feel like uh, I've seen it a couple times where people get mad when they're like being so rude to someone and then that someone like snaps and they're like, oh, well, you're the one doing this. It's like, okay, well, you were, you know, being rude and, and polite and, you know, saying gross things. Yeah, because sometimes a lot of people hold everything in. And once their uh, buttons are pushed, they're just going to explode. And a lot of people, they try to intimidate you. Yeah. And when you talk back to them, they flip out because they're like, oh, my God, they're they're defending themselves. Oh, my God, they're talking back. Like, what? You, end up- like, you, you shoot them, you know? When I was working in retail, I would see them a lot. Like, they, a lot of um, Karen's, I didn't say. Oh, they would, <laughs> they would uh, be rude to a lot of them like the employees and when i was a manager they would like insult them you know like a lot of people think we're joking as uh, when retail employees say that next to us especially during the holidays that are coming up like they'll be saying super rude things to them and then they expect them to you know respect is earned it's tough you know with retail because i i know that the the bosses tell you the customer is always right, and sometimes they they rather protect the customer than their own employee, which I think that's sh- a shitty thing. They need to change that. And sometimes, oh, sorry to cut you off. Sometimes you guys don't have a uh, a word. You can't say anything because it's going to cost you your job. And for me, that's one reason I can't do retail or fast food. You know, at least fast food anymore because I just don't have. The patience for people like that. Oh no, <laughs> my first job was my goodness. If we must know it, I was like, oh. and and it's crazy when I, you know, I understand it's fast food. There's gonna be mistakes when people come back and they're flipped out because their dollar burger didn't have the cheese or it had the cheese or the pickles, and they're already throwing a fit. They want their money back. And I'm like, bro, really? You drove back just for that? Like, oh my God. I, f- I feel like us Hispanics, for me, it, 
I gotten obviously my burger wrong and I'm like, I'll just eat what I, they gave me. Like, I'm not going to make it a big deal. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You just how people flip out. But, but now that I no longer work in retail. <laughs> but when I was, <laughs> when I was a manager, uh, there were certain customers that I know were verbally mean. Like, you gotta remember in retail, there's minors. Like, they're 16. Yeah, they're little kids. They're kids, yeah. And I had this lady one time, uh, this, I think this girl wasn't going, uh, she wasn't scanning fast enough for her. And she started attacking her like, you idiot, you're stupid, you don't know how to do your job. And I was like, whoa, man. Oh, wow. I was like, first of all, um, don't insult my employee. I was like, if you're not going to respect them, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I was like, second of all, she's going as fast as she can. I was like, if you want faster service, I can grab you, know? Like, you know. So I was like, you know what? Um, I told the head cashier, I was like, go get the next person. So I got in line and I saw scanning fast. She's like, oh, you scanned that twice. I was like, uh, no, I didn't. You grab two, two of these items. And she was like, no, I didn't. And I was like, she scanned it once. I scanned it again. And it's the same item. Like, you know, she was just wanting to fight over every little bit. And you got to keep in mind, she grabbed up multiple stuff. So her total, and I still remember, and it was like one something, a hundred something. And she was so mean about it. And I was, there's the door. Don't let you hit you on the way out. I, I feel like as I get older, I try to think about certain ways I would handle certain situations like that. I would, I guess now I would tell them, excuse me, ma'am, would you like it if I went to your job and start giving you shit? Because if that's the case, where do you work? And I'll be there tomorrow. I was like, where are you ringing if you're interested? And then she's just like, yes, Tom, Lily. Honestly, it's tough. I feel like that's why a lot of people don't last in those types of jobs because the pressure, the stress. I had jobs where I would stress to go in just because I knew the environment was toxic. Yeah. But I needed a job and it was close to where I lived, it was close to school, it was close to my gym, and I knew I couldn't find another job close to everything, so I was just taking everything. Again, I was trying to be as positive as I could. I have a limit, you know, and and sometimes I realize when you deal with those types of uh, bad energy, you know, at work that stress you out, I feel like you got to stand up for yourself. Like, don't let them run over you because they're going to get comfortable and they're going to come at you and that stress is just going to go up. And not even that, because you can get sick from a lot of stress, from anything, because... Uh, yeah, stress is bad, guys. Like, it can affect... It can get to a point where it starts affecting your health. And then they're wondering why you can't come in or why you can't do this or why you can't do that or... You know, why you're calling out. No, yeah. I mean, that goes back to, like, our mental health. But do you think that, I guess, you know, everybody goes through stress. But since we live here in the United States, do you think it's different to, like, other countries? Like, for us, like Mexico? Because when I, when I go visit my family in Mexico, they they look more happier. Even though they're, they don't have a lot of money, they're happy people. Yeah, honestly, okay, this is like off topic, but I was doing research about this, and apparently, his uh, Hispanic Americans are more stressed than actual, like, from your, 
like Mexicans and Americans are more stressed than actual Mexican yeah, Mexican. <laughs> I was surprised because, like, really, I was like, wait, I understand, really, right? Because, like I said, that's one thing that I noticed about Mexico and here in the states is how people stress so much. I guess because we put more pressure to ourselves with everything, honestly, and it's very, it's very crazy to think about, right? Yeah, because your thing is the other way, because. Mexico, like my uncles, like you said before, they live day by day. I guess, no, you know, yeah, you're right. I guess people in Mexico are different because they're grateful. Like you said, they live day by day. So they're grateful that, oh, we got, we were able to eat a meal today. So let's thank God. Uh, we have a home. Let's thank God. And here we're just, I guess, I'm not, I don't want to say ungrateful, but uh, the things we value change. Honestly. It's like, uh, I don't know if you've seen that post uh, that it says, I only go to my home to sleep for like six hours and then go back to work. Oh, yeah. Where like you work the whole day, you just go home to sleep and then the next day you're back at it again. Oh, yeah. I used to do, I used to live that life. Lily, if you, if you didn't know, I used to work eight to 10 hour shifts and then I went to school for three hours and then I would go to the gym. And then I would go home, take a shower, go to bed, and then the next day again. <laughs> it was with the specific manager where it was like, I would go in at four and then come back for the next morning. I would get out and then I had to eat there again for that. It's another part of just being adults, honestly. Yeah. You know? I do think we need to, I mean, I, honestly, I know I should be taking my own advice. I'm not really good at it. But I think we need to know how to manage our stress or know how to control it. Because now I know that it's like, I need to calm my mind when I'm starting to shut out. I'm not even kidding. That can take a toll on you. No, yeah. Honestly. Oh, my. Um, okay. I mean, like we said, guys, we, we all go through stress. What about anxiety? That's another part. How do you deal with anxiety? My first time really experiencing anxiety was when I was older. You know how when you're younger, you do experience it, but you don't know what it is. Yeah. Because even in um, the research that I did was uh, a lot of Mexicans or like Mexicans and Americans confuse it for nervousness. Oh, like los nervios. Yeah. So it's very... Uh, <laughs> it's hard to distinguish. Yeah. yeah. So I know that for me, the first time I experienced anxiety, I think it was... Um, I think it was after... My, I think it was later for work. I, something happened and I was very, I started getting sweaty and I was like, yo, like, feel weird. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel weird. Like, I'm not hungry. I'm not sleepy. I just feel weird. And then I don't know where my heart started racing. And I was just like, okay, what's happening? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. And I started getting like, uh, it was hard to breathe, but I didn't know what was going on at the time. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I, I was scared to ask because, I started shaking. I started shaking. And um, I shake when I haven't eaten anything because I have the tendency of, like, I forget to eat sometimes. Right. But, like, maybe... That's what our parents would say. is like, I tomagua, drink water, or just eat something, and the feeling will go away. And I did. That's what I would do. I started eating, like, I started eating, and I was still shaking, and I was like, okay, what is wrong with me? Like, I don't understand. 
Did you ever talk to someone about it or you just kept that to yourself? Okay, this is something. Don't do it. Okay. Whenever I have those things, I usually just keep it to myself. Because I don't want to... I'm the type of person that doesn't like to inconvenience people. With I actually, like, I know I should, like, spread out. <laughs> but when it comes to those type of things, I'd rather just deal with that alone. Because, again, back to what I said earlier. At a very young age, I was like, I need to be the strong, you know? No, yeah, I feel you with that, too. Because when I was younger... I guess I saw that as a sign of weakness, so I wouldn't try to show it because I didn't want to. I don't want people to think I was weak. Yeah. And another thing is that I couldn't speak to my parents about it because, in a Mexican American household, it was so- it, yeah, and it's so hard to talk to them about those topics. I feel like my dad would just give me a oh, song that's just nonsense. Just go walk it off. And my mom would just be like, oh, just just give it time. Things will get better. But they're not really giving me the, the right answers. So in that aspect, I would have to go to someone else, you know, maybe like a teacher at that point. But yeah, moving to anxiety, I guess you're right. I do confuse it sometimes with being nervous. <laughs> because, you know, at least for guys, we're the ones to um, ask out, you know, a girl. So when I was in uh, my early teens, I would just get so nervous. And like you said, I would just shake because I don't know what the girl's going to say. Is she going to say yes? So I would just not panic, but I would just freak out. I would just get anxiety like, oh, my God, is she going to feel the same way? And obviously with the just with the rejection part, that's already like another thing to stress about, you know? No, I'm honestly in that regard, I've never been like nervous because most of the things that I do I don't really never really told my parents about it like I said um I in that aspect I'm I'm very like straightforward with guys I'm like okay look I like you this is the deal do you like me if not this oh wow I wish I had your confidence because <laughs> I was not like that growing up I was I grew up being the shy kid and it took a while for me to get out of my shell. But when I first started, you know, uh, dating or at least trying to date, it was, I was nervous, you know, especially because I didn't have anybody that, uh, tell me the whole like situation, the whole concept. So it was just me trying to figure it out. <laughs> me trying to figure out girls. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, mine was more of like, you knew what you wanted and you just went for it. Yeah. You shot your shot. <laughs> yeah. My, my. I mean, don't get me wrong. So did I, but I was just freaking out. You were always Yes. Right? When I was younger. Because as I've gotten older, I tend to overthink, which is not a good thing to do. I mean, everyone overthinks. But now, like, I'm more of, in the dating aspect, it's like, I don't fight. Like, there's going to be a lot of people. But um, before that, now with, like, my job or, like, um, there's, like, issues, I'm like, okay, what's going on? How can we solve this? How can we do this? Uh, for example, uh, my relationship with my little brother, it's, like, we do fight a lot. Well, not a lot. But there was a point when I, a couple years ago, where I was like, I can't keep fighting with him all the time. You know, because I don't want us to have, like, a, 
Is it a, a strain or something? Is that the word? Um, a strange? Uh, like a sting? I, no. I didn't want to have like a, a frigidian relationship with them. Oh, okay. I don't know the word. I think it's like strange or something like that. Um, I don't want us to be the siblings that didn't get along. Because me and my older brother, we get along now. <laughs> we get along fine. But that's one of the things that I worried about because I see the relationship my parents have with some of their siblings. And I don't want that type of uh, relationship with my siblings, you know? And that's what stresses me out. <laughs> Right, even I could literally be in the middle of eating and we're all sitting in the table and then we'll start fighting and I'm like, I don't want like I don't want us to fight. Like I'm I mean I get you. Uh I think with siblings, especially if the age gap is, you know, big, I feel like you gotta just let time pass. You know, time fixes things. I feel like your brother is gonna get to that age where He's eventually going to need you. I mean, I'm not saying that he doesn't need you now, but he's still young. Yeah. You know, right now he just wants to just live life, go out with his friends, uh, and occasionally hang out with you. But, you know, there's going to be moments where he's going to need you, and that's when you guys are going to get closer, closer. It's not my, my friend, it's mainly my family that I forget about. Where I can not freak out, but, like, sometimes I'll give myself an anxiety a moment. Or like overthinking yeah. things because I'll be like, what if he was my family? Okay. Uh, have you had anybody go through a rough time, you know, with stress or anxiety or shit, even depression, you know? I mean, that's kind of another topic we're going to talk about. Uh, I think uh, I did have someone causing me go through depression, which, like I said, made me view it differently when I was younger and um like I said at the beginning when I was I I, th I remember the moment where I closed off everything like I that was the moment I was like you know what I need to be the strong one and it was like and I remember it was uh 13 years ago and at this month of October uh it was 2010 October because it was when my grandfather passed away from my mom's side. And I remember specifically uh, when she got the call that he passed away. And I remember that I had to take my little brother to the bus stop. He and my little brother was five at the time. He had just started kindergarten. And um, I saw how my mom was praying and how that affected her. And I was in seventh grade at the time. And, um, I mean, you were still like young. Yeah. So when I took my little brother, I went back home. I came because my boss obviously came later. Um, I remember walking out to go to my, to the bus stop for me. It was, uh, what's it called? I remember saying to myself, cause I started crying, <laughs> started crying, very like sobbing. And I remember at that moment, I was alone because uh, I wasn't meeting with any friends at the time. Um, I was walking alone and I stopped behind one of the, a car behind one of the houses that was close to me. And I started crying. And at that moment, I was like, I need to be the strong one because, you know, everyone's going to be very dependent on you. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm the only girl. I need to be there for my brothers, for my dad, and emotionally. So, 
I think that was the day that I decided that I needed to be there for everybody. <laughs> and um, what's it called? I remember I I remember that day specifically <laughs> and how it affected my mom over the years going through depression. Because look, right now, if you want to date someone with depression, you need to be like, yeah, I mean, that's some of the hard thing if you're dating someone that is going through a rough time just know that they got to focus their time and energy to themselves and still until they they're able to put it on someone else so if you're not okay with that i wouldn't really date someone like that at the time but you could still be there for them yeah. you know um emotionally yeah because i uh what's it called I saw how it affected my dad. Like, my dad used to be very, like, I don't really, like, I don't know, stereotypical Hispanic dad where it's like, oh, it doesn't exist. It's very, you know. <laughs> and, uh, until he saw what my mom was going through, he, he was very patient with her because my um, mom went through anxiety attacks and uh, panic attacks where we would be at a restaurant and she would be, I need to get out. Like, I can't be... Just can't be here. I can't be here with everyone. Like, I need to get out. And we there was times where we had to take her to the AR because we didn't know what a panic attack was. And I remember... Well, I... It's what my dad told me was, uh, when they went in there, they told me, come down. It was a panic attack. And it happened more than once. So, seeing how... My, so my dad seen how, what my mom went through. Or... He, for years, it was, it made his mind change. You know, now she takes care of her and tells us that I am mad, you know, don't make her mad. <laughs> have her stay calm and everything. Well, he tries to be her, like, her support, right? Try to be there for her, try to comfort her. Yeah. Or sometimes you, you need someone like that in yeah. your life. You know, it goes a long way, guys. Yeah, and especially because... At the moment, I was, there was. And you were very young, you know, I just remember you, you guys, you, your brothers were so young. Yeah. So I guess I, I would feel at that age, I wouldn't really know how to handle it myself. No, I remember, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I remember there was one time, uh, I don't know if Jose was there, uh, but I remember it was, I don't remember if it was like a couple of years after my grandfather passed away or a I, I don't remember if it was before my grandma passed or after, where um, I had to take my little brother because the mom couldn't leave the same room as my little brother because uh, she would. She said I can't be alone with them because you know she, she's like I just I would want to do something or you know so I would like take my little brother and take him to the living room. We would watch a movie or we would go outside. And then I remember my mom would like hug us like very tight because she. She was very sensitive at the time. Uh, I remember she would hug us and be like, oh, you know, <laughs> I love you and everything. But it, it's tough lately because the grieving part is, yeah. it's another thing. I personally haven't dealt with it yet, so I don't know the feeling, right? Yeah. And another thing, I guess, maybe, I can't, can't remember if you mentioned it, but your mom wasn't able to, you know, say her goodbyes, right? Or was she? No, that's, I think, one of the main reasons. That are, hurt her the most or affected her the most yeah because she couldn't say goodbye to either one so it was very um hard on her oh, oh. man i'm sorry to hear that <laughs> no it's, it's okay 
it's been a while. <laughs> no, but, but but even for that, for your mom to hug you guys, you know, it shows you that like you you'll never know when it's going to be the last time you see your your family or your kids, your parents. So in a way, you know, appreciate them now. You know, try to be in their life now. Yeah, and like I said, it was um. There's a, a lot of times where I think now seeing also how the that affected her relationship with a lot of her siblings, it was like, I don't want that to happen to like me and my brothers because um, some of them would say that my mom was faking it. She just, or that she had remorse. And it's like, no, she just, she wanted everyone to get along. She just had like remorse that she couldn't say goodbye to her parents. Because I remember, because um, my mom was getting better uh, after like a couple of years. But then 2013 hit and then, because at the time I was turning 15 and we were planning my 15. But then in May, which is also Mother's Day and my mom's birthday, uh, she got the news that my grandmother passed away. And I wasn't upset on my 15 because I was like, whatever. And the beginning is they don't want one. Um, but I remember how I remember <laughs> I remember the word she told me when she was an orphan because she didn't have any parents anymore, you know. And then half of her siblings just told her that she she was worried about money more than her parents. But it was like she helped them out with the medical bills, the um, food to have a table, and stuff like that. So it was very, um, what's the problem? It was very hard for her to hear those words from, you know, someone that you grew up with. Yeah, because, you know, at the end of the day, family is really important. And for them to not be there to support you, instead of they're just there to criticize you, it's just a shitty thing to do. And I don't think she knows this, but, um, but I remember when it was because my room used to be like really close to her the only thing that was separating us was like a restroom uh, and I remember at night <laughs> sorry my goodness okay uh, I remember at night when I would like try to go to sleep uh, I couldn't hear her crying <laughs> and obviously you don't want to hear that you know hear your, any, uh, your sibling or your parent is crying no, yeah, I, I, I hear, um, no, Lily, this is like a very sensitive t uh, conversation. I have heard my mom cry, my my sister cry, even my younger brothers cry. And sometimes it, it makes me upset, you know, I start feeling their pain and it's sad. And I don't, I don't like seeing them in that uh, status, you know, I, I guess because I was young, I didn't really know how to... <laughs> handle the situation so i guess in those situations where they were going through those rough times i wish i could have done more or been there more for them yeah i mean obviously now it's different because i'm older but when i was back then when i would hear them crack it would just make me sad that i couldn't cheer them up or i couldn't understand what why they were crying that was the first time that i was I was like, damn. Like, depression is, is real. Yeah, like, right? you, you see what I saw what it did to my mom. And yeah. the aspect where she couldn't, like I said again, she couldn't be in the same room as my little brother. 
I had to take him and, you know, have like, oh, come on. Because he was young. He was like five or six when I was excited. Oh, yes. So it was like, I'll have to go watch a movie. <laughs> and I remember because when she was going through this, my little brother was getting bullied at school. And he was, uh, <laughs> he would talk back to the teachers. <laughs> but um, I remember that I got so mad when I heard he was getting bullied because I was like, we have enough issues already. Yeah. And then um, there's a conversation, I guess, that made my mom that she had with my little brother. And I still remember the conversation she told me about because my mom's always been very open with me. When he was five years old? When he was in kinder first. Because he was in kinder. He had just started school. Uh, was he he started crying uh, after school. And uh, he said he didn't want to go to school because people were mean, teachers were mean. Like, he, he just thought the worst things of himself. And I was, and my mom was worried that he was going to go, like, down. Because um, kids can have depression, too, like, you know. Um, and she thought he was going to go down this path. And I guess, I guess so mad. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Hey, I had to like stop myself and think like these are kids. <laughs> you can't do anything to kids. <laughs> I was so upgraded. Uh I was like, okay, calm down. <laughs> you can do anything. I mean at that point, just go talk to the the, the principal, the teachers. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we need to change something because this ain't gonna fly. Yeah, because I remember when my mom went down and she they knew her very well <laughs> at, at at the school because she started fighting with like the secretaries and the principal was like, Hey, I've been bringing this up like multiple times and you haven't done anything. And then, um, went to call until I think we switched to class or something. I don't remember. Uh, but it was very, it, it was, it, it was, um, like <laughs> it was an issue. And oh yeah. Okay. So how did your, how'd your mom, or what did your mom do to overcome her depression? Did you guys she tried? To give her like therapy? Did she get on medication? Did she, um, did it just take time for her to, you know, start going back to normal? Uh, I think she got. Cause I know depression, it takes a, a while, guys, for you guys to, yeah. or for us to get better. And honestly, it just never really goes away. We just know how to handle it. I know. Yeah, you learn how to manage it. <laughs> yeah, it took a lot of patience and. She realized that she, since she didn't have her parents anymore, she's like, I gotta be strong for like us, her kids. Yeah. And she started. Uh, Tiene que salir adelante, you know. Yeah. She has to keep going forward. She for her family. Yeah, she went to like the doctors, and she got like uh, medicine, and then she also she tried to take a lot of natural stuff, and she tried to be more active. So she tried to do a lot of stuff to distract her mind because uh, that was one of the things that I told her. She had to distract her mind. Yeah, because being depressed, you got to keep your head moving. You can't just be home all day, yeah. run, locked in a room because with all your thoughts, that's a scary thing. Yeah. So you got to, like I said, you got to surround yourself with like positive people with good energy. Go out. Exercise is another good way to deal with, you know, stress, anxiety, depression, Cause mental health. Yeah, because, like, everyone deals with it the way they deal with it, but and not to get, I don't want to get religious on this thing, but um, 
I think when uh, my a year, no, around the time that my before my grandma passed away, I started going. I started going to church uh, with a couple of friends that invited me. And again, everyone's different. <laughs> you can deal with it however you want. But I think. No, yeah, a lot of people turn into you know they pray. Yeah, I got. I was starting on a church. And I think a lot of people were like, I learned everything, like how to read the Bible, how to, you know, uh, give class and everything. And I think I went into it in a right time for me. At least it helped me. Like, it helped me <laughs> calm my mind. Like, you know, how it totally you have to calm your mind or know how to do it. It gave me like a sense of peace and security. That then, like, I believe, like, a year after that, my mom started going, and that kind of helped, you know, get a little better and be able to uh, cope with the loss, the grieving, cope with everything. And it was very, I think, at the moment where we, she was at, where I was at emotionally, it was a, it was a good thing for them, like, a good thing for us to do. Yeah. And it helped a lot. For us, um, and I think now I learned, you know, how to cope with a lot of stuff emotionally. Not nah. stress. Don't know. <laughs> emotionally, maybe. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, depression. That's a serious thing because I also seen it too, Lily. Obviously, with stress, with everything, you can. It's manageable. But I, I'm glad your mom was able to pull pull through because sometimes. It, it, that can be the case you know sometimes people even take their own lives and i think that's just really sad that you could have i guess done something about it and yeah. you know at the end of the day you took your life for like nothing you know yeah and because most of the time whenever you people find out you have depression or anything they're like oh you're crazy or you're this you're sick you're you know they find the worst names. I feel like you, that, that's why I tell you, you got to find the right people. You got to surround yourself with the people because if you can open up to people, they can be there for you. Yeah. You know, obviously, I'm not going to open up to, I mean, like an acquaintance you know, or a cousin that I haven't spoken to in 10 years. They just don't know me that well. My issue is that, like I said, I don't know, the... When I said at that, when I was in seventh grade, when I said at that moment I need to be the strong one, ever since then, I have the like a wall around me that is like, it, like it's not, I can't open up to anyone. I just feel like maybe you had had bad experiences to where it's tough for you to open up to people. And maybe your experiences just affected you now. So, so I just think you gotta, like I say, surround yourself with good people. You gotta, have good friends or family members there for you. And like for me, like with your brother, I know him for so many years, right? I want to say for the longest time, I don't think we ever had a, like a serious conversation like that with him, you know, cause me and your brother were always just a happy go lucky kid, you know, growing up, we never dealt with anything. We're always in a good mood for the most part. But as I got older, you know, I started stressing too. You know, for me, I started stressing when I got a, high school right i i didn't know what i wanted to study i felt like my parents were putting pressure on me to get a degree but i didn't know what to study i'm like mom i don't know i mean i'm gonna go 
to college, community college, and try to figure it out. And, you know, as time was passing by, you know, it was my second year, and they would tell me, oh, so how many more years you got? I'm like, mom, I still don't have a major. I'm still doing my um, my, gen- my general classes. It's going to take time, and I'm a part-time student, so it's going to take longer. Yeah. And every year passed by, they would be like, hey, how many more years? I'm like, wow, dad, please don't. Let me just do this by myself. So that pressure, that stress, you know, you just build up. Yeah. To the point where myself, I got, I started getting depressed, you know. Um, a lot of my friends were doing their own thing. I barely saw them. Uh, I started working a lot. I started going to school so i didn't really have a social life so it was very depressing (laughs) and that's when i decided to change things up because i didn't like my current life (laughs) so i decided to you know move to illinois (laughs) took my talent to illinois (laughs) and and i guess at that time I, i wanted to just explore life find myself live life and kind of take a break from from school you know just take a semester off take a year off a lot of human so i originally went to illinois for a year you know like you know what if things don't work out i could always come back but i'm like they can't get any worse than how my current situation is and honestly lily when i moved over there it was like a life changer it just changed my life like in so many ways and and then obviously it became, I lived in Illinois for seven years. <laughs> but that that was one part of, of my life where I, I was stressing so much in my early 20s. And I, did, I just, because I didn't want to disappoint my parents, you know. I felt they wanted me to do so much. And I, I wasn't delivering what they wanted. And it's so hard to please your folks. And I learned that as I got older, you just got to be happy with yourself. And if they're okay with what you're doing with your life, or if they're not, like, don't worry much about what they they think of you. You know, at the end of the day, they're going to love you no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the issue with me is I know, or at least I knew what I wanted to study when I was 18. <laughs> but now I kind of, I feel like as you get older, you start understanding a lot of things, you know. For one, it's, knowing how to deal with anxiety, how to deal with stress, with depression, you know. And like I said, it's different for everybody, not everyone. No, yeah, everybody's different. I do agree as we get older, we handle it differently. Uh, You know, obviously when we were teens or kids, we would just make that the most important thing in the world. We're like, oh my God, we're going through this. My life's over. Uh, now as you're older you see the big picture and you know obviously those experiences do change you especially in the way you are now you know they change you to the person you become to be and if you ever you know find someone that's going through a rough time be there for them you know give them support just to you know some of the final things we'll say on these podcasts and make this any longer <laughs> like we said previously yeah because nowadays with their mental health you know you gotta you gotta work on yourself you gotta put yourself first you know sometimes you gotta be selfish with yourself 
sometimes I, I used to be one of those people pleasers, you know, they used to, they need a favor. I was there or they needed me to do something for them or. I think that I've learned that now is because I used to, I was, I was the prince of people pleasers, <laughs> literally. Sometimes you got to say no. It's like, no, I can't. No, I already have plans. Yeah. No, I need this time for myself. And I think I've learned that now. Because I was, I, I now I've learned that. It's like, it's okay not to want to go to events or hang out. Really? It's like, it's okay to have your, um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. No, it's all good, Lily. Um, you don't know what people are going through. Like, there's been literally family members that found out this year that five years ago or more, I had my parents were in an, in the hospital, or my mom was in the hospital. They're just finding out now, because you don't know what people are going. That's crazy you say that, because sometimes your your friends, your family members, you think you know that they're happy, and sometimes something happens, and it's completely under, like the rug, that they're going through something. So you try to, you know, help them out in some way, but in most cases. I guess they're not like looking for help. Yeah. But I'm the type of person that, for example, like this is not to call out anyone, but you know how some people take pictures that they're in the hospital or, you know, and post on Instagram and stuff like that? Yeah. Nothing against that. You can, you do you, girl. You do you. I'm not going to do that. I, when my parents were in the hospital, like separately, I didn't tell anyone. I was just like, I'm good. I was always like, oh, can you do this? I was like, I'm sorry, you can't hang out. Uh, I was, you know, I was just, yeah. You know, I was happy with them, but when I knew what I was going through. No, yeah. I don't want to put that load on anyone else. So that's why I say, I personally ever, from a very young age, have always tried to be polite to everyone I encounter because I personally, personally, have gone through stuff with my family that no one no yeah i get you i mean i also try to be polite like you said but also i also give people the same energy they give me <laughs> so if they give me some you know bogus ass energy i'm just gonna give it back to them 10 times worse you know because honestly i'm just gonna give you a piece of your own medicine you can't be acting like that guy sorry <laughs> if that's make me look if that makes me look like a dick hey at the end of the day, I don't give a shit. And, and, and you just brought up another good point about posting everything. I try not to post everything, especially those moments. If a family member is in the hospital, that's just very personal to me. Yeah. And I guess I do see why people post those stuff, you know, obviously for support or to know that, hey, I have to cancel on you because my, my parents are in the hospital. Hopefully understand. I think the only time that I ever posted about anything was on Snapchat. And like back then I didn't have a lot of people on my Snapchat. <laughs> but it was mainly because we uh because the doctors had told us some information that I never this is the only time I ever did this was I posted I don't remember what it, I think I posted like I just said prayers for my family. That's all I post. No context, nothing. And that's it. Cause I was but then I mean Uploaded it for like five minutes and then I was like, no, that's, I was like, I don't like that. Let me read it. So I took it down. So I was like, I want us to go through this as a family 
and see how we're going to deal with this. Because then there's also a lot of people, like, for example, if we post that one of our family members is, you know, sick or is... No, like I said, it's, it's up to you. I personally wouldn't do it or something like that. But again, because oh. I'm open-minded, right? But um, I could also be a, a private person. Yeah. And serious things like that, I don't like to post anything, especially even be on my phone. You know, you got to be present with certain situations like that. Obviously, you, you do have to obviously call your close friends, your close family members and tell them what's going on. You know, I mean, see, like if something happened to my mom, I would have to call my grandparents because if we we don't talk to them, they're going to just freak out even more and tell us, how come you guys didn't tell me? How you guys should have told me. I remember when my dad was in the Or even work. Like, let's say you got to miss work. You got to call your boss and be like, hey, I'm going through something. Can I miss a couple days? I think... For like, for example, when my dad was in the hospital, I know, obviously, his siblings knew. We didn't tell, like, our, his parents because they, um, they have, like, a weak heart. So they didn't want to, like, uh, oh, okay. Hurt. Yeah. And it wasn't going to be anything. So the only people that knew what was happening were, like, his siblings, obviously, my mom and my, my brothers, and that's it. I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, don't, I guess, tell some family members and the, and the ones that you know that like you can kind of keep them updated with other family members yeah. and then tell them later on as soon as you get more information on, on the status of your folks you know, so you don't stress them out you know that's, that's just my advice because uh for example I, i'm an open person like i'm an open book you all know like what my favorite things are my music my favorite places to go when i'm happy everything Except to talking about your feelings. Except that. You're not getting that from you. And that, I think that's the issue with me and Dady Because I'm like, like, I'll tell you that while you So, I don't know. But again, just talking about dating. If you're going to date someone that has depression or is going through it or anything like that. Or even if they're, um, they got out of a relationship, right? They're going to be heartbroken. Don't date someone that just got out of a relationship. Most nine out of ten is not gonna work out, guys. They gotta focus on themselves. They're going through something. Just please do yourself a favor and just don't get into that stuff. Don't be toxic. And you know, if you really love that person, you know, work with them. Sometimes they're gonna be irrational, but uh, work with them. You know, because it it comes it comes a long way if you are there for them. Well, yeah, and that's how, that's why we're here, Lily, in this world. We just, we got to be there for people, especially if they really matter to you. You know, if you care for them, you're going to be there for them no matter what, no matter in the good and the bad, yeah. you got to be there for them. And then that's when you realize who are the good people, yeah. you know, who are you good family members, who who was there for you when you went through depression yeah. or stress, how'd you handle it? Who, who was there? Your friends. Because I... Through my years, some of my friends became more family to me than my own family. And and like I said, if if they're not being good in your life in some type of way, you got to cut them off. You know, sometimes I cut off some friends. That was tough to do. It was hard to cut off uh, some family members or even um, friends. I, I like, <laughs> again, 
in just like to end the episode because we've <laughs> we've passed that. Um, just you know, be one. Be polite. So you don't know what people are going through. It too. You know, be patient. I guess <laughs> we can say that again. And three, know when to go to the doctor, when not to. Always take care of your mental health. And if you need a break, take that break. You know, it's okay. It doesn't have to be like a expensive. I mean, so sometimes that, that's that's what people do. They they take a vacation for a weekend for yourself or a day for yourself and for your mental health because it'll at the end of the day it'll make you feel better. No, yeah, you gotta give time for yourself. You gotta put like I said, you gotta put yourself. You gotta make yourself number one before you put others. Yeah. So you gotta be happy with you with yourself. Yeah, and before you start giving that good energy to someone else but yeah it's, it's tough Lily like I said we're we're going through sometimes we stress sometimes we go through anxiety I'm also working on my mental health obviously now that I'm older I handle it differently I try to be just positive I try to see the positive on everything I know sometimes that's hard but I mean you just gotta be you just gotta have the, your mindset that nothing's worth putting you in that bad atmosphere you know in those bad thoughts don't really and when you ask for help guys find someone that you trust that you care for that they care for you you know it goes a long way you know and if you don't find if you if you don't have someone there's people out there that can help you out you know there's obviously i think classes teachers yeah you know online you can join groups there's groups that are for these conversations or i mean these topics that we're talking about i i just i was fortunate to have people there for me in those moments so i appreciate those people if they're listening guys appreciate y'all thanks for being there for me <laughs> and well just it was it was a it was, it was a heavy episode <laughs> yeah honestly it was i didn't want to be of a sad episode i kind of wanted to keep it um like positive yeah, but we, we got personal guys we got personal here with y'all but we're just gonna end it right now thanks for listening uh if you want if you guys want to reach out to us you guys can find us on our instagram page and we i guess again i said we appreciate you guys for listening and i just want to finish the episode with uh we keep it all talk no cap with your hosts Ramon and Lily and have a good one and see you in the next one